special anointed guest. She is my friend. Let me read to you guys a little bit about her. Her name is, oh Lord, I'm, okay, here we go. Her name is Pastor Rachel Tucker. Y'all got to excuse me because I'm at that age now where I cannot see. I should have put my reading glasses on. But Pastor Rachel Tucker is an influential figure in the realm of faith and community leadership, Pastor Rachel's journey commenced at World Harvest Bible College woo in Columbus, Ohio, where she obtained her theological education under the esteemed tutelage of Dr. Rod Parsley, graduating in 2004. And during her tenure at the college, she encouraged the love, or she and she encountered the love of her life, Pastor David Tucker. That's my brother, with whom she shares a fulfilling marital journey spanning two decades come on here alongside on with here. her three yes their three cherished children lily grace sadie hope and judah anthony brandon currently she's serving as co-pastor of destiny church international in gastonia north carolina pastor rachel plays a pivotal role in guiding congregants towards spiritual growth and empowerment beyond her pastoral duties she distinguishes herself as a gifted worship leader come on that is spot on allowing the holy spirit to flow through her in full operation and let me tell y'all something she's mal-mannered right now but let me tell y'all this woman of god is so anointed and um we've been knowing each other yes since bible college days it's hard to believe that's like that was 20 years ago what in the world 20 that years ago right. we, that's crazy we're, we're getting older we're kind of telling our age but she is my dear friend and dear sister and so guys those of you that's tuning in i see you pastor berkeley i see you my mother in love is on dawny i see you dawny is tagging people she ain't playing and so if you have not guys go ahead and hit that share button let's get the word out there and of course we have people that are tuning in from the nations literally around the world god yeah. is so faithful because in the united states alone we are reaching over 60,000 people and so we are so thankful for that but we Ooh. have people that are tuning in from the uk from russia from iran and so we're just so thankful for those over at the fishbowl radio network and to our ceo and founder sister sammy g we love you so much thank you for this vision and so, like I said, if you haven't hit your share button, go yes, ahead and sure. do so. Let's get the word out. And so without further ado, let me see some hearts and lights from my sister and my friend, Pastor Rachel Tucker. <laughs> Woo, Pastor Chanel, I am so excited to be with you today. Wednesdays are for women. You're a trailblazer, girl. You're wow. a history maker, a world changer. And I'm just excited to be on here with you. Wow. Come on. <laughs> That's so sweet. Thank you. Thank you for just accepting the invite. I told my husband, I said, when I had first reached out to you, because I know how busy you guys are. I've been to their church, you guys. Beautiful church, beautiful people, beautiful city. Oh my God. We looked at the houses in, in Gastonia and we was like, oh my God, God bless us to be able to purchase some property here. I mean, yes, absolutely Lord, do it. phenomenal. Do it, God. <laughs> do it god but um 
Um, I'm so thankful for you. I was so scared that you might say no, but just thank you so much for just accepting this invitation. I really do appreciate it. Absolutely. You know, I'm glad to be here. Wow. Praise God. So we told you guys that we were going to be discussing marriage and ministry. And I thought that it was it would just be so fitting uh, to speak with you, Pastor Rachel, because one thing I know is that you have experience in that area. And, you know, we were talking earlier and just discussing, you know, our and, and the stuff that we've encountered in ministry, the stuff that we've had to put up with and, and overcome in our marriage. And so, you know, when it comes to just being able to understand the calling on your husband's life and just understanding the assignment that you both have, how have you been able to balance that along with your marriage? If you understand my question. Yeah, so balance is everything. It is key. And I think that is a daily um, assignment, trying to figure out, okay, what's on the calendar today in the church world, yeah. what's on the calendar today at home yeah. and also trying to balance where you stand. You know, yeah. we're supposed to walk beside them mm -hmm. and, and be a helpmate. Come on. And so learning your place and, and being the biggest cheerleader for your spouse and also doing big things for the kingdom of God yourself. We yes. are not in competition. Yes. We are in this together. And it's all about soul. So balance it, it honestly start now with a priority list, write the vision, make it plain. And it's a daily thing going to back checks and balances. It's yeah. daily. Yeah. I, I still hadn't figured it all out, but it yeah. is daily. We're working on it. Yeah. yeah. I think that that's so good. What you said, because uh, when it even when it comes to vision, a lot of times, you know, I talk to women that are married to visionaries mm -hmm. and let's just be honest. It can be rough because when you're married to a pioneer, when you're married to somebody that stays 10 years up, up the road, right. sometimes it can get a little bit frustrating because, you know, we as women, it's not that we're not visionaries, but we as women, a lot of times we're thinking about now, you know, right. <laughs> Yes. Right. I'm thinking about the kids. I'm thinking about, you know, the bills. I'm thinking about how I'm tired and I want to go to sleep. So <laughs> if, if you've ever ran into that, what advice would you give to a woman uh, that's married to a visionary? How is it that you've been able to just to just keep your sanity? Let's talk. <laughs> uh, number one, I would say this. You must go to the mall and buy you some good running shoes. <laughs> and on the feet of those who carry the gospel precious so here is your invite to go get you some new shoes because you're going to be running to keep yeah. after that visionary yeah. my husband is incredible yeah. he is a visionary and he pushes me into everything that i've done uh he he is my biggest cheerleader but at the same time i'm trying to keep up with him uh, while I'm yeah. keeping up with the kids and the house and all the other things yeah. that, you know, the church, uh, there's always a need. There's always a voice. The squeaky wheel gets the oil. So in mm -hmm. order to keep up with all that noise, get you some running shoes. And we got to yeah. do this thing in the spirit, honestly, because you you will tire out fast if you try to do this in your flesh. Oh, you will. It, it's tiring. Yeah. We're going to stay on our knees. We've got to stay before the throne. We got to be in full communication with that visionary, but yeah. also with the king of kings, because man, life is lifing for me over here. 
Yes. Is it for you in Bermuda and North Carolina? Life is lifing and it is, Mm -hmm. there is a lot going on. And so honestly, we're human. We can only do so much, but look, stay in the spirit. Yeah. And you can do all things, all things. And that includes keeping up with that visionary. Yes. I think that it's so good that you said that because I know that you are a worshiper. And I know for me, one of the ways that I've learned how to keep my sanity in ministry. And, you know, I say that and I I want I know that you know this, but I just I just want to make make this. uh, What is the word? I guess plain to those that are tuning in. When I say keep my sanity, I'm not talking. I'm not saying that because my husband drives me crazy. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that because of the warfare that you encounter in ministry. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of people, uh, they don't really view the 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 wife's role in the marriage and in the ministry as a big deal but people don't know a lot of times it's us that's up praying for praying for the vision praying our husband through encouraging him when he feels down praying for the people fasting right. for the people a lot of people they don't understand that right and so right. you know when it comes to like when it comes to the when it comes to warfare and just learning Ooh. how to to press how is it? What have you done that yeah. has caused you to be able to keep pushing? I'm going to tell you what I'm going to I'm going to circle back to what you mentioned about warfare. Yeah. War is not pretty. Come on. It is Come not. On. It's nasty. It's hard. It's bloody. It's tiring. And this thing that we're doing called life, yeah. this is spiritual. We look at flesh and blood, yeah. but we're dealing in the spirit. And so in order to make it and in order to have a fresh revelation, in order to have, look here, just strength to wake up in the morning. Come on. I literally have to say, hold on a minute. Before I even open my phone, I got to open my mouth. Come on. And I have to say, okay, God, this is the day you made. Yes. And regardless of how I feel, regardless of what's going on in my mind, I choose to rejoice and be glad in it. God, before my feet even hit the floor, I'm asking you to send angels to come and encamp around about me all day, leading God my footsteps. I mean, you have to literally command your day from the moment your eyes open. Absolutely. Because we don't know what today holds. Yeah. But we know who holds today. So we've got to get, first of all, wake up and say, okay, here I am. Let's get in your presence before anything else. And it's not a legalistic thing. I I refuse to say five minutes. I refuse to say five hours. I refuse. No, we're Mm -hmm. not going to do that. We're not going to put time limits or restraints or or rules and regulations. This is it. Yeah. When those eyes open, you mean, okay, God, here I am. I'm alive another day. What you got for me today? I can't. And yes. then get into praise and worship. Sing yes. the song of the Lord out of your own spirit. Make a joyful noise even for all them folk who cannot sing. Make yes. a joyful noise, right? Because yeah. somebody's listening. Yeah. Somebody's listening. That's so good. And that's, that's somebody's so the enemy. Good. He's waiting to see when you open your mouth, what's going to come out? What mm. have you mm. created in that moment for him to use against you? Yeah. Yeah. That's right? it. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Now, one of the things that I want to let people know is that my sister right here, she has 
a, a call and an anointing on her life, you know, not to down any other uh, first lady or leading lady, I should say. A lot of people don't like to be called first lady, but not to down any other leading lady that's just called to stand with their man or stand by their husband, stand right. by their leader. I think that that's awesome and that takes strength. But Absolutely. you do have other uh, leading ladies out there that has a call of God on their life. And I love the fact how your husband, he acknowledges that and he's yes, confident he with that. Yes, can we does. just, can we talk for a moment to, to women out there that uh, are called to ministry? Uh, they're in, they're married and they're, they're called to the ministry, but they're kind of scared. They're kind of mm. timid. Can we deal with that for a second? Cool. Well, let me ask you this. When yeah. you first started out in ministry back in the day, I'm not uh -huh. sure what day you started. Uh -huh. You realize, OK, this thing is bigger than me. Yeah. I cannot do this on my own. And then you yeah. then you met your your helpmate. Y'all yeah. decided we're going to do this together. Y'all yeah. went into this. How did you, weren't you scared too? Oh, my God. OK, <laughs> but, but look yeah. at you here today. Mm -hmm. You're doing scary things. You're doing hard things. But yes. didn't you feel that way? Sometimes mm -hmm. when you when you step to a pulpit or even a camera like today, yes. don't you still feel that? Doesn't the oh, enemy yes. still come in to try to steal, kill and destroy mm -hmm. what's trying to go forth, which is the word of God? Yeah, absolutely. And you're a seasoned saint. You're the one you've been doing this for a minute. I don't know how long mm -hmm. you've been singing and preaching, but mm -hmm. this ain't your first rodeo. So late. How did you feel when you first started knowing, okay, uh-uh, this is scary? How, yeah. did, how did you even do it afraid? Yeah, yeah. Let me tell you something. I got a story for you. So we were living, uh, when we first got married, we were, I must have been living in Columbus, Ohio for maybe like four years um, after we got married. And one day out of the blue, my husband, Pastor Eldridge Burroughs, big shout out. He's watching. He's here with me. But um, he came into our bedroom and he said, we got to go to Bermuda. And I looked at him because I was like, are you talking about like to visit? Like, what are you saying to me? Like, I need for you to not speak in parables and just come right out and say it. <laughs> not and in King James like, Version. No King yes, James Version today. Yeah. Yes, just just give it straight. No chaser. And so he was like, we got to move to Bermuda. This is where our next assignment is. And let me tell y'all, my first response was not, oh, thank you, Father. I'm going to be obedient and we're going to do. I told him straight up, no, I'm not doing it. I was like, you can go out there because I know your family's out there. I love them dearly, but I am not leaving America. I, that's just not happening. And when I tell y'all, after I said that, the conviction power of oh, the Holy wow. Spirit, that's yeah. why it is so imperative when if you are called to ministry or if you are in ministry with your spouse, it is imperative that you have your own relationship with the Lord because you right. need to be sensitive in times like like that when your husband comes to you or when your your husband that's your pastor comes to you and says yes. look this is what god is saying right and i had to the conviction power of god came over me and i i was like god i'm gonna have to yield to this i don't want to do it right. i don't understand but i gotta yield to this and so let's talk about that for a moment just yeah. learning how to yield yeah yeah what you did was you heard past eldridge yes you yeah. heard past Pastor Burroughs. Yes. You heard the voice of the living God. Come and because on. you are filled with his spirit, 
Something mm-hmm. inside of you jumped and said, "Uh, uh-uh, hold on a minute. This, yeah. this shall be confirmation, not just information. So don't act yeah. surprised. You should already have a, a knowing in your, in your gut. And I feel you on that because listen, you were, so at that yeah. point you're in Columbus, Ohio, correct? You're not in Alabama when he's, when Holy Spirit says that, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And Columbus. I was in Columbus, yeah. Ohio. And of course I'm from St. Louis, Missouri originally, but my husband being from Gastonia, North Carolina says to me, I said, what are we going to do? He asked me to marry him. I said, where are we moving? You know, we're all in love and we're all going to go win the world. We just got through World Harvest Bible College, which is now Valor Christian. And we're going to save the whole world. We're going to, you know, slay giants and sling some demons back to hell. And he says, we're going to go to North Carolina. And I'm like, what? Where are we going? He says, we're not going back to misery, Missouri. And I said, okay, what are we going to do there? And I thought, hold on a minute. But I knew. Well, I had questions and I definitely had concerns. But then there came a moment where I looked past David Tucker and I saw past even at that point we weren't pastoring, but I saw and I knew and I looked past the pastor in him and I heard the Holy Spirit and I said, OK, I'm going to yield. You know, being in submission doesn't mean you're being controlled. Come on. He's in submission to the Holy Ghost. So if I'm submitting to my husband and he's already submitted to him, I'm still just submitting to the Holy Ghost. And this is it. So for women who say they can't submit, if yeah. their spouse is already in right standing with God, yeah, you're not only not submitting to your spouse, you are not submitting to him. Yeah. And that might be a lot to swallow, but that's what it is. That's what it's it is. is. And it's in the book. That's what the Bible says. I and <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you. And so I love what you said that when you, when I told you my story and even with uh, what your husband had said to you, that we had to look past like yes. our husband. So, you know, a lot of times this is what uh, we often tell people when we are at home, um, I honor the, 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 the call of God that's on, that's on uh, my husband's life. I, I always acknowledge him as my leader, as my pastor and so on and so on. But when we're at home, that's my husband. If you understand what I mean, but when we get to church now, I, I have to under one thing that I had to learn is that there are times when like that pastoral or that apostolic anointing will like fall on him. And I've had to learn how to be sensitive to that. Mm, And so I can, I can feel it come in the room and I'm like, okay, he's getting ready to say something that God talked to him about. Uh, But when we're at church, one thing that I had to learn how to do pastor Rachel is Mm -hmm. I had to learn how, when he's speaking, what thus says the Lord, I can't look at him as, Oh, that's just Eldridge talking. I had to learn how to look at him as, oh, that's my leader talking. And the same respect that we want our people to have for him, that's the same respect that I had to have for him. So can we talk about that for a moment? Yeah. For women. Yeah. For women. That that is such a good point right there, because I'm going to tell you something. This is one thing I have always done. And I don't know if it was taught to me or if I caught it somehow or what, but anytime you look at a, I don't care if it's a small in number ministry or a mega, mega ministry, as far as numbers go, I don't mean as far as impact, but as far as numbers go, if you want to look at the health of 
that ministry, you look at the top first, right? Come on. Yeah. I'm not interested necessarily in looking at the minister, usually being uh, the bishop or the pastor. I want to look at his spouse. Yes. I always zoom in without it being known when she yeah. ain't watching me and she has yes. no eyes are on her. I quietly observe because if she has given him the room and the respect and the honor that he so deserves, that says a lot about not only the ministry, but about her personally, but also about him. Now, let me yeah. also say this. There are some women who are bitter and they're not better. And so they don't give the honor and respect that is due. So you have to kind of use discernment. But if you look at the spouse, you look at that lady, whether she is an ornament, so to speak, or a trophy or a prize. You know, some people just they just some women say, I want to be pretty and I want to stand yeah. by my man and support him. And that is awesome. But then you have the others like the Chanel's or the Rachel's yeah. who say, I'm yeah. not an ornament or a trophy. I'm going to go to the front row. I'm going to preach you on. But I got God's given me a word in my spirit, too. Come on. You look at him. You look at her, you see the submission, the honor and respect, and you can see this is a healthy situation. We yes. can call him bishop. We can yeah. call him pastor. Yeah. But yeah. I really want to because I see the honor. If she can do that, she lives with the man. She walks and yes. talks and does life with him. Oh, it's healthy. This is good. That's good. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Look, somebody asked something uh, in the comment section, and I, I absolutely love it. I believe that they're asking, they're responding to uh, when we're talking about being uh, submitted. And she said, what if you can't? I had to be strong my whole life. Let me tell you something, sis. This is something that I think that a lot of us girls have had to deal with. Mm -hmm. And um, I had put out on my Facebook the other day talking about just how to become vulnerable because in my life, um, that was just something that I did not do. I didn't show my heart or my feelings, oh, you yeah. know, toward the opposite sex. I barely knew how to do it when it came to like uh, my girlfriends, you know, I, that was something that I had to learn as well. It was like, I need to learn how to make friends with people, my God, because I'm an introvert by heart, right? And so um, one of the things that I had to really learn to do was first I had to open up my heart to God and allow him to help mm -hmm. me to become vulnerable in his presence. What does that mean? That means that I had to tell him what hurt me. I had to tell him my fears. I had to yeah. open up to him and say, Lord, oh, yeah. you know, I love you, but I'm having a hard time believing you. I'm oh, having a yeah. hard time believing. So if you are one of those women that's like, I don't know if I can submit because I'm too strong. I, I would very much caution you at that moment and ask you, you know, why is it that you have to be strong? What did you encounter? What right. did you, yeah, what did you uh, experience in life that yes. made you become like that and deal with that? Go and get God's back to the place exactly. where it happened. Get to yes. the root. Stop talking about the fruit. Go yes. back to the place where that happened yeah. that caused you not to be able to heal and, and caused you to keep hurting. Like, yeah. yes, go back. Yes. Go back. You you have to. And let me tell you something that that's where the strength really comes in. When you're able to go back to what hurt you, when you're yes. able to go back to what broke you and look it dead in the eye and say, you're not going to make me cry over this no more. You're not no going to come on. You're not going to cause me to put.
push people away that are trying to love me, that genuinely are for me, that takes strength. And so to the person that wrote that, if you're still here, I, I really, I, I pray that uh, you, that you ask God for the boldness and the strength to go back and deal with yes. what brought you to that place. Hallelujah. Yes. And, you know, just talking about brokenness, because that's mm -hmm. something that you're going to often encounter in ministry. Um, have you ever, and I know you have, but I'm just posing it like this. Have sure. you ever had times in ministry where you were just so hurt and you were like, God, I don't know how I'm going to, how I'm going to do this. And if you've ever experienced that, what's something that, what's some advice that you can give to us on how to overcome that? Ooh. Here's what I have learned. Hurt yeah. people hurt people. Yeah. yeah. And so a lot of times we are getting the brunt end of someone else's pain and it ain't even personal. Yes. Another thing is principalities work through personalities. Come on. Ooh, that's good. So sometimes I'm dealing with the hurt of your past and it has nothing to do with me. I'm just getting the the repercussions of the fact that you won't heal. Or like I said, personality, principalities are working through personality. So I'm either going to face a demon head on and say, get out of my face. Mm -hmm. Or I'm going to realize, hold on, this might not be personal. At the same time, it is personal because it's us that's getting it. And we're mm -hmm. human too. Folk forget we as ministers have feelings too. We have mm -hmm. hearts too. We have a, and you know, you have to set boundaries. Mm -hmm. I think that's what's important. Here's the problem for, I would say 95%, let me be transparent Yeah. of my ministry. I have had walls put up thinking it was keeping all those nasty, mean folk out Christians. Yes. <laughs> Can we say it again? <laughs> But all it was doing was keeping me in a cage. I was yes. I was keeping myself barricaded in. So mm. I'm thinking, oh, you can't come only this close. But then I'm like stuck. I'm going nowhere. So that don't work either. So you mm. have to learn the difference in walls and, and being healed and setting boundaries. There has to be a level of respect and understanding. But here's the bottom line. Hurt's going to come. Why? It, it, this is life. This is yes. life. We're going to hurt people. We're going to be hurt. Yeah. We have to keep doing and being about our father's business. So yeah. we mourn, we yeah. move. Yeah. We live, yeah. we learn. Yeah. And then when we start building those walls back up brick by brick, we got to take them back down. The only yeah. way to do that is in the presence of the Lord. Because yeah. I'm real quick to put up a wall and say, oh, <laughs> nope. Yeah. Yeah. You connect to the building. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Hi. I know exactly. Uh, this party, you don't need the RSVP too. Let me take that invitation and let me just cancel that party. Yeah. That's yeah. so good. That's yeah, but so is real, good. Man. It's real. It's valid too. And I want to yes. say that in ministry, pain is real. Your feelings are real. Even if it's petty, it's still valid because it's yours. So we got to move past it. We got to yeah. grow up and keep going, but it's, it's still valid. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's so good, Rachel. Cause, cause let me tell you something. I, uh, I got some stories. Lord have mercy of just you know being hurt by people. And hey, Pastor uh, Valentine is on one of our oh, other last place as well. Love you so yes. much, bro. But I tell you, um, that word boundaries that is something 
something that I I had to learn to do because, you know, if, of course, when you first come into the ministry, you're just kind of naive that a Christian.